This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Harsh reality at collapsed condo. The possibility of someone still alive is near zero. Elsa charges up the East Coast. The potential for maybe four or five inches of rain. Lightning strikes twice. They have gone back to back. They have won the Stanley Cup. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. The search for survivors at the collapsed condo in Surfside, Florida, is now officially over. It's now a recovery operation. 54 bodies have been found so far. Up to 86 people are missing. Here's CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. At the rubble of the Champlain Tower South, the solemn work goes on. But after two weeks of round-the-clock searching, local leaders were forced to face a painful truth. Our hearts still hoped to find survivors, but our experience indicated that was no longer possible. The search moves now to recovery. In a tribute to those lost, the rescue teams held a moment of silence and prayer before returning to the pile again in an effort officials believe will take several more weeks. But in those first hours after the collapse, a small few were rescued from the rubble. Devin Gonzalez was one of them, a 16-year-old who dreams of playing college volleyball. She's a star player on Coach Amy Morgan's club team. She apologized for missing practice. She apologized, she apologized for missing apologized practice. She apologized for missing practice. Wow. Like that same day that it happened, that's who she is. The night of the collapse, Devin fell four floors, breaking her femur. She and her mother, Angela Gonzalez, were both rescued. But her father, Edgar, has yet to be found. Edgar's such an amazing person, and she's not going to have her dad at these amazing years that he should be there. Tropical Storm Elsa still packs a punch as it cuts a path up the eastern seaboard. Warnings now extend on up into New England. One death in Florida is blamed on the storm, which caused power outages and flooding there. This man in the Jacksonville area says an apparent tornado roared through. All of a sudden, bam, 
real bright light. As the power pole came down and hit that fence right there, that power, then the lights went out, came back on, went out. Another possible tornado hit a campground at a Navy base in southeast Georgia. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson on what's ahead today. The coastal Carolina is definitely going to be getting the worst out of this heavy rain in Charleston in Myrtle Beach. It's going to maintain tropical storm strength into the Atlantic before potentially making a landfall in the Hamptons out on Long Island or maybe on Cape Cod. I'm Jim Crisul in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The 4th of July week is usually one of the busiest at many East Coast beaches. Ohio resident Stacy Thomas isn't overly worried about Elsa's expected rain and wind. We feel fairly confident and we hope that the good Lord takes care of us. There's also a tornado threat with Elsa as the storm blows across the southeast and mid-Atlantic. A scientific study says the recent deadly heat wave in the Pacific Northwest would be impossible without climate change. It's called 150 times more likely because of fossil fuel emissions and could now happen in that region every five to ten years. The study by 27 scientists around the world has not been peer-reviewed. The global death toll from the coronavirus now tops 4 million. CBS's Nancy Chen tells us in the U.S. right now, the focus is on the highly contagious Delta variant. As the pandemic hit Nixon, Missouri, Mayor Brian Steele tried to curb COVID-19 from spreading last year, including helping impose a mask mandate. Nine months later, Steele is facing a possible recall election this fall. What's behind the outrage to wearing masks? Sometimes they say that it's because it damaged the economy. Sometimes they say it was because it wasn't done properly. Both of those things aren't true. In Christian County, where Nix is located, vaccination levels are more than half the national average as COVID cases are spiking. Local officials are warning surges in their state could be dangerous for everyone. The people that are admitted to our hospital now, 97% of them are not vaccinated. If we're seeing this high number of, of Delta variants here in Southwest Missouri, why wouldn't we see it in other parts of the nation? Moderna says it's studying whether the kind of vaccine developed for COVID can be used to combat multiple strains of the seasonal flu. 180 adults in the U.S. will be part of the first phases. A surge in COVID cases has led to a new state of emergency in Tokyo that will continue right through the Summer Olympic Games that are due to start in about two weeks. CBS's Lucy Kraft is in the Japanese capital. Tokyo residents will be urged to avoid non-essential outings and stores and restaurants will be back under restricted hours. The decision likely means no spectators in the stands during the Olympics. The Vatican says Pope Francis ran a temperature three days after his intestinal surgery, but routine tests have come back negative. He's now eating normally and moving around on his own. Authorities in Haiti say four suspects in the assassination of President Juvenel Moise were killed in a gun battle, and the hunt is on for others. The nation's prime minister has expanded his powers, declaring a state of siege. CBS's Stephen Portnoy says President Biden has called the assassination worrisome. Democratic members of the House Haiti caucus urged swift and decisive action to bring political stability and peace. In 1994, Bill Clinton sent U.S. troops to Haiti to return elected President Jean-Bertrand Aristide to power. At the time, Senator Joe Biden argued the tumult in Haiti didn't affect America's interests when compared to the war in Bosnia. An appeals court has suspended Rudy Giuliani from practicing law in Washington, D.C. The order comes two weeks after the former Trump attorney had his New York law license suspended. A Republican elections bill is likely to pass as Texas lawmakers convene today in a 30-day special session called by Governor Greg Abbott. 
CBS's Adam Brewster. He's asking lawmakers to tackle issues such as election integrity, border security, social media censorship, transgender sports, and critical race theory. The issue that may receive the most attention, though, is the battle over voting rights. Texas House Democrats walked out of the legislative session just before it ended in May to defeat a bill that would have overhauled Texas's election laws. In a new court filing, more than a dozen states have dropped objections to Purdue Pharma's reorganization plan, moving the maker of OxyContin closer to resolving its bankruptcy case and transforming it into a company that will use its own profits to fight the opioid epidemic. Hockey's Stanley Cup goes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have done it! They have gone back-to-back for the second year in a row. That's how it sounded on WFLA radio as the Lightning celebrated before a delirious home crowd after a 1-0 Game 5 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Absolutely fantastic. It's so great to see them bring home another's cup tonight. We're ecstatic about it. Last year, the Lightning won in the depths of the pandemic in an empty arena. To study drug addiction, some experts devised what could be described as a fish story. Czech researchers put juvenile brown trout in a tank laced with methamphetamine to the concentration often found in Europe's freshwater rivers. After eight weeks, the fish were transferred to a different drug-free aquarium, but given the choice of returning to their drug-riddled tank, which they did, suggesting the fish had been going through withdrawal and returned to the meth-laced water to get their fix. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. In Baton Rouge, they still haven't found the 12-foot, 150-pound Burmese python that got out of a zoo enclosure at Louisiana's largest shopping mall on Tuesday. The snakes are not venomous, but a snake that size on the loose has prompted a string of social media memes that have grabbed attention. There's a fake Kara the Python Twitter account that says, just let me shop and no one gets hurt. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But... This story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. 
As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.